Blog Talk Radio. shadow of a doubt 
that the police get the benefit of the doubt, even when the camera's in play. Even when you can see a man with his hands up. I just want to rewind you. I want to go back in time. But before I do, I I want to talk about the Tulsa shooting first. Because it's very important that you guys remember this. I want you to really think long and hard on how when Mike Brown got murdered. There was no camera of the shooting. We had eyewitness testimony that somehow with police pressure turned around in trial. So they say they got transcripts. But we know, and when I mean by we, I'm talking about black people who have been up against the system, full-fledged. I'm not talking about the people who work for the system. Somehow, a lot of us feel because we get our checks cut by these people, oh, we, we, we know exactly what they're doing. We know they wouldn't do us like that. You know, those kind of people. You know, the folks you always have to argue with? Yeah, those people. You can't, you're not going to beat those people in an argument about these white folks. I'm just here to tell you now. You're not. You won't be able to beat them. There'll be nothing you can say to them. There'll be nothing that you can say, hey, you know, this is what's really happening to our people. Those people don't care. Let's go back to what I'm talking about with Mike Brown. It's very important. Follow me. Please do. Follow me here. Well, Mike Brown, uh, when, when the talk was, you know, um, you know, Mike Brown had his hands up. They came up with this scam of a conversation about, no, 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 that's not true. He didn't have his hands up. Look, 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 no cop would ever shoot a guy with his hands up. Now let's fast forward it to the Tulsa situation. What do you see? Are those your lying eyes? What do you see? You see a man walking with his back turned and his hands up. You listen to the helicopter conversation. You hear the police talking. For one cop referred to the brother as a thing first. Uh, now, I don't want to get off into the rumor mill because I have not verified the story. A few media reports that are reporting that the guy in the helicopter was the husband of the cop who shot Mr. Crutcher in the back. Very important because Terrence Crutcher, no matter what the situation was, had his hands up and his back turned. No, she was not fearing for her life. No, she was not in danger. But her husband, who referred to Mr. Crutcher as a thing first, and then he said, oh, he's a bad, he looks like a big bad dude. Oh, he looks like he's high on something. And then you see this brother get gunned down with his hands up, shot in the back. And what did she resort to right away? I feared for my life. You wouldn't treat anybody, any other citizen like this. Look at the man who just let off the bombs in New York. They brought him out on a stretcher. People say, oh, well, they brought him out because 
you know, he's he's probably tied into ISIS and they want to question him. No, no, no. They brought him out because they have more respect for him. That's what that is. You know, you don't have respect for public enemy number one. You know? I mean, look, they treat dogs better than they treat us. That's just what it boils down to. We are public enemy number one. Not number two. Not number three. Four, five, or six. We are public enemy number one. And it's about damn time we start acting like it. We need to shake this ideology that these folks done changed. Prove it. Prove it. If things have changed so much, oh, you mean, oh, 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 I get it. It's changed for you. Your paycheck. Your paycheck. Your education. It's changed for you. You're proud to be able to drink out the same water fountain, you say. Never mind the fact that we have to deal with the fact that we lost Sister Sandra Bland Based off of a Traffic incident Not signaling Or a signal light was out or something Now I lived in the south I've uh, visited the south On many occasions No one in the south signals Why is that sister dead? For all my black feminists out there Who feel like Oh this This toxic uh, male energy No, 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 no What, you, what you're what you trying to do is you, You're getting on this Lesbian train Of feminism That is toxic to the black family you, You're modern day Margaret Sangus Is what you are I just want to keep it real It's Rad Radio If you're looking for someone else To lie to you Turn to the other people that's what I always tell folks. We have to we, we have to really take a look at what, what what the real toxic energy is. You know, in the nineties, Phil Donahue used to come on MSNBC. On his show, his number one subject was always angry white men. And I wanna tell you, in America today, on the police force, we're dealing with angry White men and women who have badges, they're upset about this country. A bunch of Trump supporters, you've seen the Trump rallies. You see how these people are acting at the Trump rallies. You understand exactly what's going on. You see them at the Trump rallies, right? You see how they're acting on the Trump rallies. This is no different They just have badges They have guns And they have a license To shoot and kill With prosecutors Who cover up The murders With judges Who help certain evidence Not be seen Certain evidence to be seen That's what's going on right now Do not confuse it do not confuse it. Do not be silly enough to let a few of your good white friends tell you about a good few, a good, what's some good cops? 
there's there's more good cops than there are bad cops. Yeah. How many times have you been pulled over by the police and had the snot beat out of you just because the cop didn't like the hat you had on and the shirt you had on? Or because of your skin complexion? How many times has that happened to you? How many times have you had to witness friends gunned down because the police wasn't happy with these brothers or sisters? How many times? Because when people are, like, coming out with these retorts of what's going on, we got two things going on here. For one, they're not the public enemy number one. That belongs to black men, followed closely by black women who, for some strange reason, sisters, I don't I don't know who's feeding some of this stuff, but trust me, when, when, when Sandra Bland got killed, it haunts me. That sister's face, it haunts me. I don't even know who Sandra Bland is. I just know it was a sister who was pulled over by a cop that they found hanging from a cell. And as a black man, I found I, I feel a certain pain in my soul knowing that that sister was put out there and nobody helped her. Not because we couldn't help her. But the fact that in this country a white man can do that to a sister. Yeah, the family got a settlement last week of $1.9 million. But really, bump the money. Let's talk about justice. Let's talk about what, what justice looks like, really. Not a, not a makeup of justice. I'm talking about, like, some serious justice. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about let's break it down to the foundation of why was Terrence Crutcher, you know, looked at as an animal because they called him a thing, then a bad dude. And then he got shot in the back and murdered on video. I mean, it's cool she got charged for manslaughter, but was that really manslaughter? I mean, if I went around shooting white women in the back, they'd charge me with murder. Let's be real. Let's keep it real. No, no, let's get it right. Keep the realness. Let's get it right. That's the problem. We got far too many of us who think, oh, I got time. Man, these these folks is rolling up on you, pulling you over for bogus Incidents, shooting you in your head, taking two two months of a paid time off. That's a vacation, paid or administrative leave. That's a vacation. Oh yeah, oh they got to do a few interviews. I want you guys to think about that, parents. Why aren't you talking to your children? I mean, my son was talking today, and I was telling him, man, hey, look, Cam Newton is a joke. I don't care what he say, how he said. Once you hire Frank Luntz, a racist, to give you pointers on how to deal with the black community, hey, you, I mean, you just lose points, man. 
You do. You lose points. I, I don't care how much you try to cover it up. You pick the racist to tell you as a black man how you're supposed to respond. The only other black man that he uh, gives that kind of advice to, or the type of black men he gives that kind of advice to, are men who are like Clarence Thomas. We know what kind of bootlicker Clarence Thomas is. We know what kind of milk toast coward that Clarence Thomas is. We already know. So for him to come out and, oh, well, it's just an embarrassment. No, no, brother. What's the embarrassment? What the hell are you embarrassed by? It's scary. Those are the proper words. Don't give me that jazz about his brand. This thing about black people putting money over each other is just stupid. You want to put your money, you want to put your sport, you want to put your name on. Look, none of us are bigger than the collective. It's one thing I grew up believing my whole entire life. There's not one black person bigger than all black people. I don't care. Cam Newton, Barack Obama, Colin Powell, Condoleezza, I mean Condoleezza Rice. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, none of these brothers or these sisters are bigger than black people. We are collective. Our pay is not more important than any of us. $1.9 million for this sister's life? Wow. That's $1.9 million. For, so that's, what, that, that's, all, that's pretty cheap. That's pretty cheap when you think about that. I mean, look, man, this sister's knocked off the planet. Who knows? She could have had five children. Those five children could have had three children. That's 15. Those three could have had three more apiece. Do the multiplication on on generational uh, contributions to the world that these people could have brought. Think about it. How much is the black life worth? Because all I'm getting in all these shootings are the families coming out with these piss-poor statements. Oh, just keep the protest peaceful. Just keep it peaceful. And then they're bowing out, taking checks on the back end. And before you say, oh, you don't know what pain these people are going through. Man, this is shared pain, Bubba. We're sharing this collectively. This is the equivalent of a slave master walking into... A room full of slaves and executing one slave in front of us all. This is shared pain. We're sharing this agony. We're sharing this angst. I'm telling you, I don't know what these other shows are talking about today. I don't even care, to be honest with you. Because I know one thing for sure and two things for certain. That a lot of us We just want to make it appear like we know what to do. But when it boils down to it, when we get our shot, what do we do? What do we do? We get up and start talking about, well, black on black crime. Man, kill all that. 
The white man don't care whether we're killing each other or not. You think that cop that's pulling that trigger and executing unarmed black men and women, you think that cop cares that it's black-on-black crime going on? I mean, hell, it's not like they're killing gangbangers. When was the last time you heard of a gangbanger pulled over because of a broken taillight? Or because his car was broke down on the side of the road, they approached the gangbanger, and the gangbanger was killed. When was the last time you heard that story? Most of the time, these are black, middle-class to lower-class people who are minding their own business, whether it's Brother Eric Gardner trying to sell some Lucy's over in uh, New York, Oscar Grant trying to get home. These are middle-class to poor black folks who are not gang-banging, right? So what they, you, oh, they got a criminal record. What what they do? Then they tell you some damn something with a gross misdemeanor or a misdemeanor, whatever. But you ain't seeing them doing that to no damn gang-bangers. No. They doing it to the people that they know. So so you kill kill that fear bit. Because the people you should be scared of, you ain't shooting them. You ain't killing nobody who actually got a gun. You got a goddamn uh, 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 artillery on you. On top of the artillery, you got a vest on. You got a unit of cops with you. And then you got the system. And you're scared? I think your job. People like that, their asses need to be garden buildings, condemned buildings. You know what I'm saying? Like the kind of buildings where the only thing you need to worry about is the wind that howls through the building. You don't need to be a cop. And before you, I, I saw something so silly online today where some white dude said, oh, well, the black people should just, you know, we should just put all the cops out and let's just see how well the, the black people police themselves. And I say, hey, go ahead and do that. And maybe once you pull yourself out, and maybe the black people who are actually applying for those jobs to police their own communities, that you're coming up with every excuse under the sun to say that they're not qualified, but you're hiring these mental-cased white people, which tells me that there's something up with that that exam that they're, they're taking to see who's mentally fit to be a cop must have some racial code in it. Because how the hell do you got a badge and a gun, but you're always scared? Either that or these bastards and ran out of excuses. Let me ring on my man, brother. Oh, what's up? Oh, how are you doing today? Not much, man. I just got off work. Just, just tuned into the show. Man, what do you think about Oklahoma? That's what we're talking about now. I haven't even got to Charlotte oh, yet. All right, what do I think about what? Oklahoma. Oh man, the brother that lost his life. Um, it, it's it's a horrible case. Um, but I, I know I'm tired of hearing. I, I'm not I'm I'm not surprised at all by the tactics the cops are using. I'm not surprised at all at the, the white supremacy run rampant. To me, at this point. Is the black folks still running out of excuses or making excuses as, as, as to not battle this from a different front? 
Mm. We are not going to change this vicious cycle by hoping that the world will see and feel sorry for us or embarrassing the white man to change his viewpoint. I've heard many, uh, a brother or sister educated, say, you know, it's a problem that we're all having. It's a nationwide problem. But it's not about black people. It's about what white people are going to do to change the narrative. Hmm. Excuse my French. Fuck that. Hmm. I have a two-second thought about what they think or how they feel or how they care. Right now, there is no consequence for brown and black lives being lost at the hand of cops. And that will not change right. until it's a consequence. It'd be, it would be nice to see the judicial system for once work in our favor legally. I'm not holding my breath mm. on that one. It's white folks still crying about OJ. At the end of the day, they still got his ass locked up behind bars. Right. So so did it really did the judicial system system really really win for us? No. So until they lose their badges, they lose their right to work, and or they lose their lives, or a combination of all three, it's gonna continue. It's gonna continue. So I saw the day that Colin Kaepernick got got Time magazine cover, which is a great honor. Um, I see that the NFL and, and, and NBA players are having dialogue. But hell, we've been talking about this for the last 400 years, ain't we? Right. I kind of feel like we're exhausted all the conversation at this point. To me, and I was talking to my mom this morning, it's going to take a loss of life. And I, I just go ahead and be man enough with up front and say it. I don't want it to be me because I kind of feel like we're at a point in history where we almost disrespect the martyrs that died before us. Everybody want to talk about Malcolm and Martin like it was a thousand years ago. Bruh, somebody got to take a stance. Um, it's happened to so many different brothers in so many different situations that uh, it ain't no perfect victim. I don't think it's going to be somebody that died that's going to be the perfect victim and everybody finally get a raise. Uh, T.I. song was on. There's a line in the song where he mentions that you know somebody you know, kicked down the door and killed the grandmother. If you ain't ready to die for that, to, to defend her, if you ain't going to defend a, a child, mm-hmm. what is there worth fighting for at this point? Mm-hmm. I don't want black America to be paranoid or to be so 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 full of fear that they, they're scared about going about their daily lives. But it's to the point where you got to understand it can be you next. So don't let it be you. There should be conversations going on nationwide on how to affect this, on what to do when you get, not not, not even break it down on what you do when you get stopped by a, a traffic stop. Somebody going to have to bust back. Seriously. I, I really... Don't see any other way. I I I I've I, I, I heard the the love talk and the peace talk. But is it really peace if one side is getting slaughtered and the other side is doing the slaughtering? <laughs> no, because what happens is this: you have it's two it's two sides of the ledger. You have new and old, and then you have those in between. Let me just break it down to you real quick. The new 
they feel like, man, I read the history books. It's not as bad as it could be, right? That's their, that's their thinking yep. on it. I got white friends. I got a white girlfriend, white boyfriend. I'm thinking about sleeping with a white guy because there's not a lot of black guys out there. Uh, man, this is great. I'm making, uh, you know, we're making more money. You know, they don't even look at inflation or anything like that. Or they, they're looking at the fact that, you know, hey, man, we, we could change by just voting, right? Then it's the vote aspect. Mm-hmm. Then you got the old aspect of, well, man, when we were doing it this way, things were better. And even though they might have been better to them, it still wasn't the best solution for us as a people. You know, we're still trying mm-hmm. to make gains. And mm-hmm. both sides are far off. I'm more like the people in the middle where I'm like, yo, it could be better than, you know, than what it was in the past. It could be worse than what it was in the past, but certainly neither which way is where we need to be. Let's forge and do something different. And I, I'm, I'm all mm-hmm. calling people saying, hey, well, let's do what we know until we come up with something new. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm cool with sti- sticking with certain things that I'm comfortable with that I'm, that I'm down for. But what I'm definitely not down for as a man, I'm not going to allow you to question my manhood What I mean by that Is if you take my wife or my children Away from me Physically You know you, you, you cause some harm to one of my brothers And I ain't just talking Biological brothers I'm talking about my brothers that are you know My, my down and dirty brothers From the streets To the To the, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the activism I can't accept that loss not by not without trying to give you some kind of loss. <laughs> you no can't doubt. just be walking around here just smiling and grinning. And I'm running around here mourning. Especially when I'm talking about our generation. We coming from a generation where cats was banging on each other left and right. And it yep. still continues to this day. So what if you if you if you can do that disrespect my man my manhood because that's really what it is that that's a disrespect of our manhood as black men to gun us down hands up to gun our grandmothers down cuz they in the room sleeping how you kicking the door with a with a grandmama in there talking about you scared what the fuck you doing on the force then you going on a raid and you scared to be on the raid? Why are you there? Now you've been in the, you you was in the military. What would happen if these were military men overseas doing this to 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 just re- random citizens over in let's say Saudi Arabia, let's say Iraq? What would happen? They'll be in prison right now. They would be locked up. In prison right now I've said this statement before But I'll make it again Every show that ever served in a foreign theater Had ROE Rules of engagement And they constantly mm-hmm. changed from Afghanistan to Iraq And we had to be on our P's and Q's We treated Enemy combatants who were out to kill us With more respect Than we treating black men, black women, and black children In this country mm-hmm. So when I hear That Soldiers are becoming cops. It proves to me what I said before, that the military, even though we quote-unquote support this country, racism exists in, in, in the Army, Marines, Navy, all the armed forces want. 
a lot of them revert back to what they do when they get out. We, we we discussed PTSD and how a lot of soldiers are the pool what makes up these police officers. And a lot of them haven't dealt with their PTSD yet. But to me, PTSD or not, military experience or not, when you pull that trigger, there's a choice. Because they want to hang it up on the law now. Where the law says these are the way we were trained. If I see this set of circumstances, by law, this is what I'm supposed to do. Oh, man, at the end of the day, before you put on that badge, before you swear that oath, you were a human being. And they're taking away lives. If you hurt a man, that man mm. can heal up. Right. And you can apologize to that man. And his right. life can't be changed. When you kill him, when you take him out, when you kill that child, that woman, that's the end. Whatever good they were going to do is gone. That lady mm. that they would have left a maid. That cure for cancer, mm. that cure for AIDS. That next world leader. When you snuff him or his, his line out, that's it. It's done. And too many of our genius, too many, too many of our legacy is being killed off before it ever got a chance to grow. You right. can't put a price tag on that. To me, yeah, you, did, did you hear what I said about Sandra Bland? No. Her family took a $1.9 million payment. Uh-huh. And uh, I was just saying, you know, um, I was saying that, you know, that, that's the problem. Like the $1.9 million, let's say this woman had five kids. And her five kids each had three kids apiece. That's 15. And they each had three. That's 45. We're talking about, you know, generations that, that you destroyed by killing this one mother. Future mother. Yep. You know, $1.9 million? That's a lot to somebody broke. That's a lot to somebody yep. that's maybe middle class. But, man, when you really think about $1.9 million to snatch your soul, to kill off a bloodline, that's a bloodline. Yep. Because while we, while we, while we might share, like I got, I got siblings, we might share some unique DNA, but all our DNA is not necessarily the same. Yeah, paternally, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we got the same parents. Paternally, yeah, paternally, yeah. But when you really think about my DNA structure, you know, my children look different than my brother's children, you know? And my mm-hmm. sister's children look different than all our children. So at the end of the day, it's like, look, you kill off one of us, you might be killing off a whole other, you know, like another set of people who can do, like, like you said, create cures, people who can solve problems, people who can make the world better. That one point nine million, that 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 money that the brother family took in Chicago when they killed him and try to sweep the video up under the rug last uh, last year, that's chump change, man. Really? And brother, that's the thing. That's the thing for me, brother. That's the thing that's that's bothering with me with our people is that we'll take that chump change. You know, people can people can just give us just. Just chump change, and we're like, all right, they paid us off. Just don't don't burn the stores. Don't be violent. Protest in silence, please. We got our money. We going on vacation. And and, and I'm being real because, like, like I said before you got on, this is collective pain going on. Yeah, the family's hurt. No, I don't know Sandra Blair. But man, every time the name is mentioned, I, 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 
just when I just said it, her face has been burnt in my mind and, and will probably be there for the rest of my life. Go ahead, brother. No, I, I completely agree with you, but I, the, the the value system, there's so many different ways to look at it. And I, the situation is so complex as far as the the, the, the issues that, that our people have, you know, what's going on right now, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. But this cop shit is real simple. There, there needs to be some consequences provided. As 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 because this is my thing for all the laws that we talk about in this country and other places, and it's, it's it's been dog eat dog eat since man was on planet Earth. And if you find a people that you can take advantage of, somebody's gonna label you victim and do just that, and they're gonna continue. I ain't never heard of a bully bullying somebody and getting what he wants, and then all of a sudden for no reason just stop. Mm. That bully either gets got by a bigger bully Or the person he bullies fights back Is that Exactly So to me Mm. It it is really about Like I said man (laughs) The the, the (laughs) next situation that arises Ain't no conversation Ain't no talking about Cause I I feel like we We didn't say it enough And and apparently ain't nobody listening to no way now, let's fast forward to the situation in Charlotte, because I, I want to get his brother his due, too. Because this young man, he's 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 fighting what I like to call uh, dribbling out the clock. So, apparently, the, the, the cocksuckers in, in Charlotte, they called themselves passing this law that the police wouldn't have to release video of shootings until after, not Charlotte, but the state of uh, Carolina, until after uh, you... Until after uh, the, the facts where everything came out, so right now that that the law doesn't go into effect until October first. Being that today is the twenty second, they are working. Is it twenty second or twenty third today? The twenty sixth tomorrow twenty third. Okay, yeah, tomorrow twenty third. So they are trying to dribble out the clock here because they only got a week and some change. If they hold on to this video, they don't have to release the video. And like we said last week, they know that as long as they can control our emotions, our emotions are going to go away and we're going to forget about it. That's just what we do. Mm -hmm. We've already forgot about uh, Philando Castile. We've already forgot about Mm -hmm. uh, Trayvon Martin. We forgot about all these. I mean, go down the list. We, we we forget white people so quick, and then we hold on. Man, I heard a brother that up oh, Louis Farrakhan had Malcolm X killed. Yeah, you you talk about that, but goddamn man, what? How do you feel about the rest of this stuff going on here? Because we we don't yeah, forgive you each other. What? What's that, brother? You, 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 what you saying that? My brother brought up uh, Farrakhan and Malcolm. It's been since proven that that ain't before the trigger. And the historical inaccuracy is allowed to create a life of its own and continue to live. Right. I, I right. think it's another big problem. I think the media perpetuation, the education system perpetuates. Once we find out that the situation mm-hmm. is not what we thought it was, it needs to be corrected on the spot so we don't continue to perpetuate mm-hmm. that same lie over and over again. Um, I just got to talk to my students today about Martin Luther King and the Burning House for Integration. And 
I love talking to the youth because you can have a subject in your mind prepared to go, and they take it somewhere else. Now, I tie it back in to what's going on right now. I'm trying to get them to understand that what was will be again. It's a big time loop. And I was like, look, you know, we have to learn from the mistakes of, of our fathers so we don't make the same mistakes so it doesn't continue to become a generational ill. We have to fix this. I said, so here's the mistakes that we made that I don't want mm-hmm. you guys to make. But understand what we did wrong, you have to know the history. You have to. Right. And, you know, they say that youth is lost on the young. So okay. I don't get much pushback, but it's getting their attention. That's a big part. But the one thing that is resonating is the loss of life. From fifth grade to eighth grade, mm-hmm. all of them are like, man, it was unfair that these brothers were getting shot. Mm-hmm. But too many parents aren't having that conversation. A lot of kids, and, and uh, it's a majority young black males in my class, that's there for the after-school program. A lot of them, it, it still hasn't hit. The, the social awareness at their age is different because you know, right. you and I, our era, we we had friend friends, bro. We, we we I went over to your house, we shot ball together. Uh, the way we right. congregated, the way we group thought, is different. Social media has them disconnected. They don't get a chance in my classroom to use their cell phones. They have to come up with their ideas out their own heads and discuss them. I almost feel right. like if I, if I let them text their ideas, it might be clearer. But mm. some of the stuff that we've thrown away in the name of progress, we gotta we got to go retrain that because this new stuff ain't about that. No, it's no, and, you know what? And, and, go ahead. I, I was going to say, you're right. It, it, it is part of the. It's part of the. Uh, the undergrowth. What the problem is, is it's, it's almost as if we believe by giving these children distractions, because that's what I call the gadgets, distractions. Yeah. By giving them distractions, that we've made them more secure and more smart, because that's what they're telling us. But if you sit mm-hmm. around these children long enough and you have a conversation with them and you say, well, hey, man, you know, I'm just trying to get you to, to, to read in between the lines. And, and, and I'm saying that to say, because I had last year I taught kindergarten. This year is fourth and fifth. And what I'm noticing is last year, because the kindergartners, this was their first year into school, they still had a lot of that, well, I'm going to read in between the lines. And they was catching on because they could read in between the lines. Mm-hmm. Man, these fourth and fifth graders, you got to spell it out. Yes, and to me, yes. it says two things. The technology has done some of this, but the schooling has also done a lot of this to where mm-hmm. they're breaking everything down to them step by step by step by step. And then it's like, well, what are your brain? what is your brain supposed to do? How are you supposed to figure this out yourself? And the kindergartners were able to say, okay, you're saying that and saying this, but you ain't saying that? Oh, that's what you mean. And you can see them breaking it down in their own little minds. And I'm not blaming these older kids, brother. I'm just saying it's a two-part problem. First part is the parents because they give them the gadgets. The other part is, is, is the schools. So when we we got these crucial situations going on, 
in society, <clears throat> like yesterday, we showed them the uh, Terrence Crutcher film inside of uh, in, in, inside of the class, and they couldn't really like they they couldn't really fathom. They couldn't they couldn't put two and two together on why they were doing this, and they kept. Man, they were giving the cops every excuse in the world. I, I've never seen that before. They were giving every excuse in the world. Where in kindergarten last year, when we were talking about it, they wasn't giving the cops any out. Like, they, they didn't have no time for an out, no time for an excuse. They said, hey, cut and dry. They shot that man, cold I, kindergarten. I told you that, Brandon. I said, he shot him in cold blood. Mm-hmm. So that shows you, you know, we put our children in these spots where they're not comprehending, and then you see they, they start becoming these adults, oh, and then they start quoting this stuff like, well, if we voted more, we wouldn't have these cops killing us this way. Mm-hmm. What one got to do with the other? We want to take the the power for what's going on away from the cop, man. That legislature is not on the scene of that crime scene. It's not the governor asking that 911 call. It's not me and you. It's not the mayor. It's that actual cop. And as much as you got to hire better people, but community policing makes complete and total sense. But more so than that, like I said, consequence. When I was in Iraq, they told us straight up about about, about three, four months of that deployment. You get caught out here doing something crazy, you will go to prison. Mm. Not you might go to prison. You going? You will. Yep. So you, so you and, said and, when you and, when you were over in Iraq, you guys had more accountability and was uh, told to be more restrained. And that's yeah. what I'm noticing with this whole uh, Colin Kaepernick bit with the military. To me, it sounds when I hear military men in. Uh, I haven't heard too many women talk on it, so I had to say military men, black or white talk. It sounds like to me that the military guys are trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, what's wrong with the cops? I saw I saw a white soldier you know, post the same thing I've been saying for months. If I can take grenades falling near my person, an IED is getting shot at me. And I have to actually see what I'm shooting to pull the trigger. I have to be in imminent threat. Not I think they're going to shoot. I think they might have a gun. You shooting at me. I can see rounds coming out your rifle at me. And I got to think about mm. what I'm doing. You get the right to just pull the trigger because you thought? Right. So think about that. Because I, I thought I was in danger. You know, she shoot this man in the back. And I was scared for my life. And, but you know, we've we've talked about this in the past, brother. We talked about this whole thing where before these shootings, you know, we saw that you see this in in the real world, in jobs. Where oh man, mm-hmm. if you want to get rid of a brother, all you gotta do is have a white woman say she's scared. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. I fear for my life. The way he looks at me, I don't like how I don't like his tone. I mean, these are the these are the things that are happening to. It seems like it's so unique to African American men. And the the crazy part, and, and I want to go back to this because I was starting on Cam before I brought you in, 
is that I heard Cam Newton's, you know, his press conference yesterday, and we talked about it this morning. But to me, it's, it's just funny. You hire Frank Lutz, this old crooked, racist Republican strategist, pollster, to tell you how you know, to deal with black problems. Who does that? Who does that? Make sense to me. I, I'm at a loss of words. Just right there. Who, who the hell does that? And it's almost as if, brother, he feels like Colin has pulled one up on him because he hired Frank Lutz over the summer. And the same summer, Colin decided, hey, I'm going to take a knee, and I'm not even going to go ahead and, and I ain't saying a word. They they went and asked Colin. Mm-hmm. So now he had to get out and speak about Charlotte. And his thing is, it's an embarrassment. Oh, that's all it is? I mean, me, hey, a man wearing some, 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 some high-water capris and some uh, low-heel uh, slippers, extra-medium shirt, that's an embarrassment. To have a man gunned down with a supposed book in his hand. <laughs> and Go ahead. In video. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, you know, when, when we got video and we can't see the video because they're trying to get their story straight, that's a problem. That's not an embarrassment. And, and to me, I felt like when, when I, and I'll let you, you know, talk about. It, but did it, did, does it feel like he see that other people are getting the attention that he once got, and he's no longer the black quarterback since he said he didn't want to make it about race? It does. Hey, could you keep going? I gotta take care of this, okay? All right, I'll let you deal with that. But yeah, you know uh, that that's that's how I, I feel with the scenario with the brother. I feel like. You know, we're in this funny place as a people where we have a large percentage of us who, for one thing or another, you know, it's like we want we want our cake and eat it too. I saw the thing about the protest. Okay, well, look, you know, we want to do what Isaiah Washington said, let's stay home. Well, if you stay home, you do realize you should not, not it's just not going to work. You need to stay out the stores out of the fast food places, out of the malls. Can you do that too? Like, our people, we're trying to figure out every which way to not make a sacrifice to get change. And I got news for you. As public enemy number one, we're going to have to make some changes. So here's a couple of ideas that I got. First idea that I think we need is we need to institute, I mean, we we need to go and do a quick assessment. And we need to assess where we can buy a bulk of homes and and if those areas are places where we can buy homes and what kind of businesses do we need inside of that area to make it go, whether it's grocery stores, whether it's, I, I don't, clothes, I don't know. But we need to buy homes. We do. That's true. You know, all you need is a minimum of 580 and 10% down with 580 or more, or no, no, 3% with 580 or more, 10% with less than 580. If you got 580, hey, it's time to do it. It is. We we have to create 
communities. This is a must. After we create communities, we must control the schools. Because like I said before, our children, they send my son, they sent them home with an iPad, and I'm like, eh, take that shit back. I like I like school books. I like school workbooks. I feel like if you got mm-hmm. those things, they normally came with examples on how to do the stuff. So yep. you can actually use your own reasoning to figure out how to do it. You give me a worksheet, how the hell am I supposed to know what I'm doing with a worksheet? Now you're giving me an iPad, how the hell am I supposed to know? So that's the first thing. We we gotta get we gotta buy homes and communities and then we gotta control school districts and the businesses. That's the first thing. The next thing that we need to do, I, and, and I understand. Look, some people are like, well, that's just too much of a, that's too much. I, I ain't ready for it, man. Look, you might be more ready for it than what you know. You find out that if you own the house, you'll have a little bit more power than what you have now. The next thing that we need to do is, we need to make sure that we come up with plans for, because it's going to happen again. Somebody's going to get shot again, and there has to be a level of accountability. Mm-hmm. We need to push in those communities that we have control of. Hey, if you're going to police in this community, you have to live in this community. If you're not living in our community, we do not want you policing in our community. We're not going to pay anybody that's outside of our community. Point blank. The next thing we need to do. We need to start thinking about wherever we're going to fraternize with white people, we need to start creating those things for ourselves. Yeah. All, and they do it everywhere. It's McDonald's, and there's always it's a McDowell somewhere. Trust me, they didn't just come up with that at, uh, for um, coming to America. Why are we giving all our money to the Chinese restaurants? Why do I have so many sisters going to continental Africans getting their hair braided? What, black women don't braid hair anymore? Let's, why are we going to the Asians for our nails? We can't do nail techs. We don't understand, hey, if you do some good business, you don't need to overcharge your people. Won't you charge $25 per set of nails? And, hey, if you're making $25 an hour that's some, in cash money, that's some good money. You put in, man, brother, just think about that, though. You put in eight hours making $25 an hour. Whew, that's some decent money right there. Yes, sir. $200 a day? Five days a week? Hey, look, that's $4,000 if you before taxes. That's some decent money. You do braids? Hey, if you can do two heads at $180 a clip, that's $360 a day. Depending on the braids. My son charge two, two fifty. Why are we leaving all of this capital on the floor, giving it to everybody else. So now we need to look at the industries that we frequent the most. We need to recreate those things. We need to take our children out of charter schools. I know I'm going to get some flack for that because I work for charter. I'm on the board of charter. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to be, this is my opinion. If we own homes in the community, that means we can control the schools because we can implement, we don't have to pay for things up front. We can just say, hey, add the taxes to our real estate because now we own the homes in the community. If you own, you add the taxes to our real estate, now our students can have state-of-the-art libraries mm-hmm. and, and books, right? 
I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who she moved to Texas, and at her son's school, they got the the kids there has started a credit union. Wow. Where you can set up a credit account in the fourth grade. Imagine that. Kids learning about banking in fourth grade. Do you know what that would do for our community if that's what we were doing? Do you know how that changes the aspect of how our children value money? We should be doing that. But look, if mom and dad got to keep going to the check cashing place, getting these damn payday loans, is breaking their wallets, all because, well, Spargo, U.S. Bank, and the rest of these scoundrels, who, by the way, give a large lump sum of money to the police that's shooting us in the back, they're... Oh, anytime you cash a check, it's $10, $20, $30. They're making it hard for our people to walk in the banks to cash checks on the checks that they're written on. So we got to get some things in order. And once we get those things in order, we control who police our neighborhood, we control who schools our neighborhood, we control who lives in our neighborhoods. Everything else will fall into place. Now, I am not, I'm not going to say outside of our neighborhoods, we ain't got to deal with these racist cops. But once again, if we had our things together, we would be better equipped to deal with them. We wouldn't, because we're going to have to deal with them. Whether we got our things together or not, brother, you know you know what I'm saying. We're going to have to deal oh, yeah, with definitely. them. And it's going to have to be more than just talk. And, you know, I don't want to see no more Negroes talking to, talking to me about if you don't talk to the police, how you going to solve the issue. Well, goddamn, you've been talking to them and taking pictures with them. How have you solved the issue? And if you ain't solved the issue, why the hell are you telling me I need to do it? So you think if it's three of us or four of us in the picture, that's going to put a lot of pressure on them, huh? So to that family in North Carolina, I just want to say, because I only got 60 seconds left, keep your heads up because the truth will come out, and I believe you. You said the brother had a book. I believe the brother had a book because if he didn't have a book and he had a gun, they would have dropped that that, that video, Brother O, like yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I know you've been working hard. I want to thank all my listeners out there. We'll be back. I told you guys, I am not. There's no more long hiatuses. Um, Unintended Citizen will be up October 1st. This podcast and other will be uh, on there as well. I just want to thank uh, Brother O one more time for stopping in, man. I know you just got off work. I just needed, I wanted you to come on because I, I wanted that military aspect. Is there anything else you want to say to the listeners before uh, we, we, we go? Yes. Look open. Look look at the world with your eyes, your mind, and your heart. And for all my brothers and sisters out there, it's time to step up. and nowhere else to hide now. All we got is us, and all we need is us. All right. And that's what I'm talking about. Well, that's Rand Radio for this week. And I told you, man, if it's Thursday at 6 p.m. Central, it's Rand Radio time. Hey, I ain't trying to knock nobody else's show, but if you ain't listening to this radio show, you missed out. Peace, and hey, be safe. Keep your head on the swivel. And remember, if it's your life or they life, damn it, you better take theirs. All right, y'all, y'all be easy. Peace. Peace.